Podcast City Network. What's up, Interwebs? This is Geek Kev bringing you this week's Casual Geeking, hosting for the very first time. I've got with me Andrew and James, and uh, today's topic is going to be tabletop RPGs and our love for them. Uh, since uh, Andrew is the one who introduced me to tabletop gaming, I'm going to turn it over to him. Hey, hey, this is Andrew. I, uh, I, I guess I should start from the beginning. My first experience with tabletop RPGs was the D&D 3.5 starter box, otherwise known as the blue box. Um... It was a lot of fun. I was around nine or something. Uh, I, I was young. Let's go with that. I was young. A friend of mine called called up my house. I was like, hey, I got this cool new game, but I need other people to play it. I've got one of our other friends coming over. I was wondering if you'd be interested. I was like, oh, yeah, I love games. I'm always willing to find out about new games. And I get over there and he's like, this is this game is called Dungeons and Dragons. It's a story-based game where we go through dungeons and we uh, we kill things. I'm like, that sounds like fun. And he's like, okay, we need one person to be the storyteller. And my my smart being person decided to state, oh, you know what? I'm pretty good at telling stories, and that's how I got my start as a GM. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was my introduction to tabletop RPGs. After that, um, we played for a while, and then it kind of died off, and then I found out that my dad had a bunch of RPG books, just a bunch of stuff for... GURPS and Star Trader. Um, well, Star Trader being a sub game for the Traveler system. But uh, yeah, that's uh, basically where I got my start, and it just developed from there. I love telling stories, I love coming up with worlds and populating them, and just seeing what people make of that world by just dropping them in the middle of it. Uh, Deary, what was your introduction to RPGs? Um, you know, I know you're just going to be so dumbfounded by this. Uh, women. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I met a really, really lovely Marine girl when I was uh, on base one night. And I was drinking, and she said, you're fun. I think you would love my friends. And I said, oh, yes, definitely. Because that's what you say when you want them to say yes to whatever you want. <laughs> and uh, she took me to meet this group of guys, which I completely thought I was going to just, I, I, I was going to beat them up on principle. That was how I was thinking about it. I, was, I had to beat them up on principle alone. Like, I could not be seen with these guys. And I'm talking in the worst way. These were hipster kids. And I didn't realize that because I'm not from an, an area that had hipsters. But like the Steve Urkel glasses with the, the funky 
suspenders and everything. And the guy Revenge said, of the nerds. Man, <laughs> you ain't kidding. And the guy nice. sits me down and he goes, uh, he goes, let's build you a character. And I was like, look, I'm, it, it's not that complicated. I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. <laughs> he the said, problem was, is it, the problem was it didn't involve eating the crayons. He had to actually use them for their <laughs> intended purpose. Yes, yes, that was 100% the problem. Uh, 45 minutes later, he said, we're just here to play a game. And I was like, okay, let's just play the game then. Like, I had to kind of set my 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 jock dickhead status to the side. Like, maybe he's got something valuable to add. This is, he can't pick heavy stuff up. And he designed me the most brutish character I've ever played. Which was obviously my, my original Barbarian class, my go-to. Was his name Destrous? Yep. Excellent. <laughs> I have never finished a campaign with this character, Andrew. You don't know how bad it hurts. <laughs> like the 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 fact that his character arc has never been resolved hurts me as a person, Andrew. Have you ever had one of those like something you really wanted to see like finished? And for some reason, you just can't get it finished. Uh, yes, I have one campaign in particular that has never been finished. Every campaign I've ever gotten involved with—it's <laughs> not even—it's not even the campaign, man. It's just like the character yeah. was never finished. Like he was done. I was loving playing. I made it to like level. I think the furthest I've ever made it with him was level fifteen. And I was loving it. I loved every second of it. And just like every time something would happen. Mm-hmm. I believe there should be a law that will give you jail time if you sleep. Like if you're in a D&D group and one of the players sleeps with the other, one of the other players' girlfriend, I believe you should go to jail for that. <laughs> it can get pretty intense. How many games that particular thing is ruined for me? You would be like, yeah, they should go to prison. Uh, I do believe infidelity is not a good thing. It is definitely not a good thing, especially when it ruins my game. <laughs> how, many times, how many times does it happen? Like people either people either just fall off the planet or something happens and nobody can finish the campaign. Yeah, really loving it. Well, I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that infidelity is morally wrong, and infidelity that ruins one of Deary's campaigns <laughs> is, uh, is a risk to your health. Yes, I, I would agree with that. You have no idea. I have become so infuriated at that same way. That it just, just the the hate from that kept me warm on cold nights in the tundra. Like, <laughs> you did what with his girlfriend? What are you, now we won't be able to play. Whoa! Just rage. 
just a true barbarian's rage. You're laughing. I know you're laughing. Our viewers are laughing, but it seriously hurt me, man. I can understand that. Yeah. It's like I dreamed this character up. And it, it was like the first time that I used my imagination for anything other than like women. <laughs> and I had, I had put a lot of thought into it. I put a lot of like, this is where I wanted to go. And and it just, it dies every time. I can't make it past level 15. It's like, I tell you what it's like. It's like being stuck on a level in a game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, in a yeah. Game, in a boss battle, and you just can't get past it. It's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. Now, try that yeah. for 10 years. Brother, man, I have spent a long time bashing my head against brick walls trying to get past a boss, but I can't say I've ever spent no 10 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> I usually just give up. <laughs> like, I'm going to play this character out, man. I am, I am committed to this, and it's been too much time thinking about his character arc. Like, I want to play him as my DMPC just to have resolution. <laughs> I... He did this cool thing. Sorry. I I, I gotta say, I set myself up for failure for not completing my magnum opus of a campaign. Mainly because, provided you play for five hours twice a week to get through all the content would take about three and a half years. Jesus. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm down, but I'm not Jump into the fire. <laughs> I'm down. I can't be down twice a week, but I can be down once a week. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I think the best part about as long as we're still on the top of the fantasy RPGs, tabletop RPGs. I think the best part about tabletop RPGs, tabletop any game, really, is the, the, the solid fantasy aspect of it. It really lets you be who you want to be on the outside. Absolutely. As a as an escape, like, because I played magic cards with my cousins, who were much older than me at a young age, and I gotta tell you, man, it lets you be, like, it lets you break as a young man. It lets you break, you know, from my perspective, the the cast that you're put into. Like I was not the nerdy kid. Like I was the like I was the kid you called in a fight. Like I was the guy you called when you needed fucking shit handled or you know something crazy going on. And then playing magic cards or D and D gives you a, a sense of escape. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The craziness. I mean, for me, it's mostly about the story, but when it gets to that point where your character starts to develop on its own and you start to interact with a group of people in the way that you wouldn't in any other context and you learn things about them and you learn things about yourself, you know, and it, yeah. it, 
it goes beyond the game and it becomes a life experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's no other play like tabletop gaming. No. You have, you know, even what's that James? You have to be interpersonal. You can't run away from, from your game. You you can decide not to go back. Mm -hmm. You're only depriving yourself. So, you're always going to want to go back to that, that, that session, that table. I mean, that's how it feels to me. Like, yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. I, I am of the personal belief that uh, rather than having bingo nights in elderly <laughs> homes for our generation, uh, it's going to be D&D night. And I have, yes. never, I have never been more prepared to be put into a home. Sign me up. <laughs> There's nothing better to do. You gotta think, Andrew will be the one setting up the game. Kevin will be the guy waiting on his pudding. <laughs> Ori will be down the hall hollering at the nurses. And I'll, I'll be chasing stuff young 50-year-old down the hallway on my walkthrough. That sounds all right. Sounds like a lot of fun. No, nah, my kids, my kids will be broke, so they just need to go below us. So I remember what it feels like. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. What if y'all had to choose a perfect setting, just a setting that you would love to be in that does not already exist for a campaign? What would it be? Hmm. I don't I don't know if I would be that specific with with the the world it has to be earth or earth like but definitely high fantasy medieval okay um, but that that's that's probably mostly because that's where most of my experience has been uh, you know I haven't had that much or at least my campaign experience has been there. All right, so I have a game coming in that I'd like to play with y'all. And okay. it it's an older game that's recently got a new revival. I say recently, about six years ago, by a small company in uh, New Zealand. And the name of the game is Cult Divinity Lost. And I think it would tickle both of your fancies, as it's very much... It, it's set on Earth, real world, uh, in the not-so-distant future. Yeah. Um, and it's about seeing through the reality that we observe. Ooh. Seeing under, past the curtain, if you will. Oh, nice. Okay. But I think it would tickle both of your fancies. Yeah, I, I can get down with that. Mm -hmm. 
I also really want to try to throw down at least a one shot of Vampire the Masquerade. I would That's... love to. I, I not so much Vampire the Masquerade, but another White Wolf game uh, in the same setting, Changeling. I would love. Yes, to yes. But yes, I have heard good things about that. The problem is, is that I can't really come up with my own setting for Changeling because the class setup and everything is so specific to the world that it is set in. And I, there's just so much lore there for me to learn and not a good place, like one stop. This is the lore for the White Wolf universe. Isn't there, and I know you're not a fan of modules, but isn't there basically a module for that that's set in high school? I believe there is, but still, I couldn't run the module because I don't understand the world. I don't okay. understand all the lore that goes into it, mainly because it's touching on I, I actually i think deary would be best for this because this touches on a lot of european folklore okay that is that is what i was going to say was if i was going to do like a perfect world game for myself it would be beginning of the creation myth to into the future mm. for uh for uh gods and goddesses, all the way down one way to the other. So, actually, I just thought of something. Mm. Uh, dear viewers, you are the. this is the first time I'm going public with this. I am actually working on a uh, RPG system. I've brought it up with you two before. Um, I've been making progress on it. Uh, it's getting near the point of readiness for alpha testing. And when we do that alpha testing, I don't know, is it something you guys would want to put up on the channel or something? Or would you prefer that to be a uh, private type session? I think, our, I think our first session should be private. Okay. Personally, just because kinks, bugs, Yes. And whatever we do in a session is definitely going to be dirty because I'm part of the session. <laughs> so it would be a, an editing nightmare. Personally, I, I believe, but I feel like well, once it, we get it lined down, it'd be good. Anything, any, any campaign that we put up is definitely going to have an MA rating on it. No sure. matter where we put it sure. on. That, um, that needs to be a thing. I mean, how would you feel about inviting our listeners to maybe be a part? I when it gets going. I was I was thinking that, but I'd prefer to do that in beta testing as opposed sure. to alpha yeah. testing. Right. Yeah. But um, I think it'd be kind of cool to get the community involved. Absolutely, and I'd be more than happy to do that. With that being said, with the campaign that I'm talking about getting started, is that something we'd want to do in private or broadcast? And if we broadcast it, do we want to do it live? Live would be interesting. It'd be a very long live session, I believe. Well, 
But, um, yeah, for the campaign that I'm talking about running, uh, is it something we'd want to run live? I'd be up to try it. I've actually been talking about that for a little bit. I know that you've been pushing me to do my live broadcast with painting on YouTube. I don't know mm-hmm. how to do that. Okay. Uh, if it's something that you want to do, we'll work on that. Oh, I'm Talk totally about that. Uh, I'm totally down to do that, but I'm thinking if we're going to do that, that's where we could do the live sessions for D&D. Uh, I could do like a screen capture, I guess, so that uh, viewers could see the map. <sighs> And all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could do some OBS and stuff. Okay. Um, I imagine we could do it on Twitch as well and have it uh, archived to YouTube or something like that. Twitch might be the easiest way to do it. Okay. Um, we could use that system, Andrew, to do the... Uh... The, the GK stuff, if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Uh, which system? My system? Yes. We could alter it to it, yeah. Because in its current form, it wouldn't work terribly well for the way that you like to play. <laughs> I mean, just add in one or two things. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing about my system, is it's very dice light. Or it can be very dice light. I was was thinking of going more dice light, more cool effect kind of deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you don't... as As a barbarian, and the thing that hurts me as a barbarian is... You don't get good spells. Even if you multi, you don't multi-class back into a barbarian. No one ever does. Yeah. So you don't get the really crazy good stuff. Uh, I. So with with the GK stuff, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. You get cool. You get cool stuff. You you don't get crazy flashy things. I, yes, you're right. I just like the smashy smashy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I play a barb, you know. Okay. Uh, But yeah. You know, and I I actually think I misspoke when I let us in here. I I usually say that you got me involved in in, uh, tabletop gaming. You did help develop my passion. But if I remember correctly, the first time we played together was when I brought you into that Skype game that I was playing with my friend Seder. No. The first time we played together is when you went to the LGS and you were talking to the owners. Oh. Well, why not? I'll, I'll give them a, I'll give them a shout out. Game yeah, Masters was... Guild. Yes, please. They have, uh, they have promoted us a little bit, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but Game Masters Guild has an excellent owner, Dave, who is a wonderful GM and just a great person all around. If you're ever in the area, I definitely suggest giving them a look. 
Um, but uh, you were in there talking to Dave about D and D, and I'm like, "Yo, I know I'm I'm into D and D, and I'm actually looking to throw down a little bit." And uh, so, so uh, you're like, I, I was, you're like, I'm kind of new to it because you showed me the ropes, and I uh, you I put you in woods, and you got killed by wolves. Oh, that was the first time? Yes. Wow. <laughs> My memory is terrible. Don't don't feel bad. The first time Andrew and I ever played together that was outside of an adventurer's league, he tried to kill me with a Spanish werewolf. <laughs> a very specifically very specifically a Spanish werewolf with an immunity to everything that I wanted to do. <laughs> he was trying to make you grow as a player. <laughs> I told you ahead. I told you ahead of time. There is a very good chance that you will not survive this one shot. It was. It was incredible because I've never been real life scared after a game uh, until that point in time when I was looking for the Spanish werewolf man at my house. Uh, very immersive. But yes. uh, devastating, Andrew. Devastating. So, um, actually, I, I won't bring that up right now. It ties into some. It ties into something I've been meaning to bring up with uh, the crew. Uh, oh, well, so matter. we'll discuss that later. So. So I was thinking. Yes. Did you? Did it hurt? What do you? What is your? What is your favorite thing to do with a bad GM? With a bad GM? Yes. Break them. <laughs> no, I get that. Okay, so we'll go with this. Okay. I had a GM who was constantly trying to win the game. Mm -hmm. Really role play. There was no like good conversation the game we became murder hobos and he just hated us and i don't know why so is this the gm i think you're talking about no this is a gm in sunny southern california and if he hears this hi bud how you doing uh we'll talk to him <laughs> a little later okay. this character well little later Love to get you right in the middle of roleplay. Oh, you guys roleplay amongst yourselves. Yeah, you guys do your thing. Would immediately cut you off with, well, an NPC or an orc has just arrived to give you news. Man, look. You have to stop doing that. So eventually, I got a battle axe that was strong enough to one-shot any orc he sent to us. Any, any, any messenger he sent, he knew he had to send them with letters. Because we would start role-playing and he would send me a messenger or a bird or whatever, I killed him. He would get so mad, he wouldn't be able to handle himself. He, I literally made him make indescribable noises and growls. Because every time he would send somebody to give us the message to stop our role-play, I would say, I roll to attack. The moment he opened his mouth, I roll to attack. What? I rolled my deck. Okay. It was a plus 15 to hit. <laughs> he, 
He started sending tanks to us to try to get us. And I was still murdering him and just being like, oh, yeah, so, like, what are, what are you guys up to? So, so, this isn't so much dealing with a bad GM as much as dealing with a bad party. Now, a little secret to all you players out there that have never been a GM. You kind of just roll with the punches, usually. Yeah. Uh, you realize that your character, the your player's actions are having effects, but don't really let them experience those effects so that the game continues to be fun. Yeah, I had one party that I just said, no, everything you do has effects and you're going to experience it in full. To the point that there was, I started another game of basically mercenaries that were hunting down this other party. That was the end of the campaign, by the way, was they caught up to the party and wiped them out. Nice. <laughs> but um, the, fi the final session, I just messaged both groups. Hey, surprise session tomorrow, this time, this place. If you're not there, your character is dead. Jesus, man. I had... Neither group was aware that they were playing in the same universe or with each other. They were aware of the other parties, mm. but they weren't aware that they were an actual player party in a different game. That's but, pretty uh, cool. <laughs> what... What finally did this, at one point, it, they were camping out, and they got attacked. They were in the middle of, a pra uh, like, grassy plains, and they get attacked by wolves. So the druid's like, okay, I'm going to do a fire cantrip and set the grass on fire to kill the wolves. Okay, cool. And they never set it out. I asked them, do you put out the fire? No. <laughs> So the entire ecosystem gets burnt up. And that's when I made the other uh, game. So you became Captain Planet, essentially. <laughs> but that's how I deal with bad parties. I let them experience the full consequences of every one of their actions. See, I personally love being a DM in homebrew campaigns, but like as a as a as a player, that's my spot. I love being a player, just because you get to, like I said, you get to forget and immerse yourself in whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. and just enjoy your time. Yeah, mm -hmm. that and character design. I love being a player, and I'm a player in one campaign right now that I've been bad about attending because work. Mm -hmm. But, um... I mean, like, so bad that I am pretty much a side character that pops up every once in a while. And every week I just send my DM, Hey, my character's doing this this week. Uh, here's a video of my roles to do everything that I intend to do. And, uh... But, yeah. I, I've, I've made our previous 
uh, GM learn the rules of downtime just to play my character. I did not know there were rules for good downtime. Oh yeah, D&D definitely has rules for downtime. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, I, they are only in the DMG, I, yeah, only in the DMG, and I only learned them for this campaign. That is different, but okay. Yeah. The one time I've cracked a D- DMG is to play a character. Isn't that mm. weird? <laughs> I feel like all the reference material is is good at, for some things, personally. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Yeah. Um... Have you ever had a bad GM, Kev? I think the only time I've really experienced... Well, no, I've had two, but, uh... One was that that game Malifo, which was kind of weird. Malifo, the RPG system for Malifo, I like. Um, uh, was that the game that I was in as well? Yes, that was a bad GM. Yeah, just a terrible GM. Oh, God. I mean, how did and and it's one of those things. Well, how was it handled? Oh, the game just kind of fizzled. That's how it was handled. To, uh, to give to give some reference, the GM very clearly went in with the idea of this player is the main character. I don't even remember the details. Uh, he focused on one player the entire time, and uh, every time we, he intentionally split up the party, and completely ignored two thirds of the party. Uh, Every time we tried to do something, oh yeah, yeah, that works, that works, that doesn't work. Uh, you know this, you find out this. Okay, back to you. Um, <laughs> okay. So for about an hour out of the two-hour session, I was just sitting there fiddling with my deck of cards. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. And then the uh, the other one was. Another game that you were in with me as well. And was, it was, was it Gagzilla? Yes, it was. And <laughs> but you know what? I broke the economy in the game and it worked to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So I had a hell of a lot of fun. I don't know about anybody else, but I think that's one of the rare times where the bad GM made the game more entertaining. Yeah, and and I mean, wasn't it he wasn't even coming up with the storyline. Wasn't it Ori that was coming up with the storyline at that yes. point? <laughs> it was a story that Ori had written, and he completely screwed up. <laughs> I had fun, though. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I hugged a tree to death. Yes! What? A tree, a tree ant, correct? Yes. I played a naga, and uh, my main way of killing things was hugging them. Did I break Deary? That's a different idea. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I but, mean, it's, it was a great idea. It was a great idea for a homebrew. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it, 
It was an excellent idea for a homebrew. He just gave us way too much power way too quickly. Yeah. And didn't ramp up the difficulty to make it to where it was a challenging experience, so we created our own challenges. Hmm. Like, my challenge for myself was, what can't I hug to death? <laughs> what can't I murder with love? <laughs> you should have told hey, anytime you was hugging it to death, if you looked at it, told her you loved it, maybe it'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you listeners for tuning in. This has been an excellent time. We're coming up at the to the end of our broadcast. I really hope you enjoyed some of our stories about our past campaign experiences, some spoilers for some upcoming uh, activity with our channel, and I hope you all have just a wonderful rest of your day. Good morning, good day, and good night from all of us here at CODA. Later. Later.